Hey, this is Steve Durr. Today we're going to read from Luke chapter 18, starting in verse 1 and going to verse 14. One day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. There was a judge in a certain city, he said, who neither feared God nor cared about people. And a widow of that city came to him repeatedly saying, Give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant requests. Then the Lord said, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on the earth who have faith? Then Jesus told this story to some who had great confidence in their own righteousness and scorned everyone else. Two men went to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other was a despised tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer. I thank you, God, that I am not a sinner like everyone else, for... I don't cheat, I don't sin, and I don't commit adultery, and I'm certainly not like that tax collector. I fast twice a week, and I give you a tenth of my income. But the tax collector stood at a distance, and he dared not even lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed. Instead, he beat his chest in sorrow, saying, O God, be merciful to me, for I am a sinner. I tell you, this sinner, not the Pharisee, returned home justified before God. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Jesus here gives two parables, and uh, one-third of Jesus' teaching uh, in Scripture, recorded in Scripture, are parables. Jesus regularly taught using parables. Now, parables are many illustrations, uh, little stories speaking to uh, your soul, speaking in a, in a more uh, in-depth way about God's character and conduct. And so parables you know, would drive home one principled point, which would then call for a response. So parables, these stories are demanding a decision, a change in conduct to do a 180. And, uh, and these parables both kind of are connected to or associated with prayer, um, and the posture we're to have in prayer, and the attitude we're to have in prayer and in relation to God. Um, and I love this quote by Richard Foster, because I think sometimes when we get talking about prayer, we think it's some kind of magic thing that, um, you know, uh, is beyond us, that we don't know how to pray, that uh, God would not accept our prayers because we don't pray good. And I talk to a lot of people who struggle with prayer, especially praying uh, with other people. And so Richard Foster, though, reminds us that prayer is nothing more than an ongoing and growing love relationship with God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's about a relationship. And so Jesus in this story, you know, how are we to relate to God then in this relationship? In this first story, uh, first parable Jesus uh, tells us, Jesus is encouraging his followers to keep praying and not give up. And so prayer is described as uh, being like a helpless widow. Uh, how are we to pray? We're to, we're to pray like a helpless widow without any power or any influence. 
and yet refusing to expect, you know, uh, accept our helplessness um, and our lack of influence. And so repeatedly, persistently um, pointing out the things that are wrong, the things that need to change, and going to God boldly with those things. And so Jesus calls on us as his followers to keep on praying and to do so with intensity and perseverance. Um, and so Jesus says, you know, if this unjust judge rewards this widow for her persistent, you know, coming to him, how much more will God, who is just, who loves you, who is your father, who is your dad, how much more will he hear your persistent prayer? And so here's my little question for us, just kind of pause in the middle of this. Here's the question. Is there a prayer you've stopped praying that God is inviting you to begin praying again? Is there a prayer you've stopped praying that God is inviting you to begin praying again? What is it? I want to encourage you to be like this persistent widow who understands her own helplessness and yet boldly, regularly goes to God. Jesus is saying, listen, continue to pray. Keep going after it. And so what prayer can you begin praying again? Well, then Jesus speaks of the posture of prayer, but not just the posture of prayer, but the posture of how we relate to God. Um, and, and he's speaking to people who primarily think that they live lives that are really impressive before God, and therefore God accepts them because of their great, uh, impressive lives. And so he tells this story about a Pharisee and a tax collector. Again, a tax collector, they're the scum of society, they're outcasts. Uh, they weren't even uh, usually allowed into um, religious gatherings and such, but you've got this Pharisee who is very, you know, uh, a good boy, and this tax collector who is a bad boy, okay? so um, And so this Pharisee who's praying is not even praying to God, you know what I mean? He, he, he's, he's talking to God, but he's not talking to God for himself. He's not seeking God's movement in his life. He's not seeking God's movement for others. He's talking to God, but he's praying not to God, but he's praying about himself. He's giving God a list of all the the reasons why he's a great guy. It's like, God, let me just remind you of how awesome I am. I mean, can you imagine having someone walk up to you today and say, hey, I just wanted to let you know how awesome I am. Uh, today, I helped a little old lady across the road, and I gave money to this guy on the street, and I did this and this and this and this and this. Aren't you impressed with me? I mean, that what would you do? I mean, you'd say, listen, uh, I need to pray for you, bro, you know? And so Jesus is saying here, listen, this tax collector, you know, this Pharisee is praying, not praying to God, he's praying about himself. He thinks he's right before God because of all the impressive good stuff he can do. That's his posture. I'm a good guy. God, you owe me. The tax collector, on the other hand, is humble. He recognizes how fallen he is, how messed up he is, how um, far from God he is. And the tax collector is praying a simple and powerful prayer. He's praying a prayer of humility. And Jesus here is inviting us to pray as we are and not as we think we should be. Let me say that again. Jesus is inviting us to pray as we are and not as we think we should be. Like the tax collector, we recognize our need for God. We understand how we fall short, how helpless you know, we are without him. We don't come praying and making God uh, do stuff 
because he owes us because of our goodness and impressive lives. We're right before God. We're in a relationship with God because of what he's done for us, not because of what we've done for him. And there's this humility there. And so the tax collector prays a humble, you know, servant prayer. He prays this prayer. Oh God, be merciful to me for I am a sinner. Now there's a simple ancient prayer that's been prayed uh, for centuries in the Christian church um, that's built on or based on this prayer taught by Jesus. And this simple prayer that's been prayed for generations is called the Jesus Prayer. And it goes like this, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Let me say that again. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Now, sometimes for me in this little simple prayer, um, I'll just go for a walk. And when I go for a walk, especially in the woods, um, just around my block, sometimes I'll just repeat this prayer, just kind of over and over. And I emphasize different parts of the prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And so I might emphasize, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner, recognizing that he is the king and I am his follower. Or it might be, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And I recognize that Jesus is the divine Son of God, but he relates to God, God the Father. And, and so there's God the Father and God the Son relating. It reminds me that I also am a son of God, thanks to Jesus. And so God's my good dad, and I approach him that way. Or I might say, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me. I need your mercy, God. Or I might say, you know, Lord Jesus, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And I just recognize my own fallenness, my need for God. And so that's just a simple prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And so uh, the joy is to know that thanks to Jesus, we are forgiven and we're given new life. We're justified. We're made right with God you know, right before God because of what Jesus has done for us, not because of what we've done, not because of any prayer, magical prayer that we can conjure up to tell God how great we are, but because of us humbly, helplessly coming before God and saying, I'm your kid. God, I need your help. Would you change my life? Would you forgive me? And so today the invitation is into a love relationship with God through prayer, prayer that's real and not pretending, prayer that's humble and not putting our, you know, puffing ourselves up, prayer that is bold and persistent and not a one-shot hopeless action. And so what's God saying to you today and how will you respond? And so let me close with this prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner, and give me persistence to keep praying for you are a good father. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day.